Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues set a franchise record, extending their point streak to 14 games with a 3-1 victory over the San Jose Sharks. I'm going to be getting into that. I'm going to be talking about Robert Thomas extending his point streak to 15 games, which is the longest we've seen since 1999 for a Blues player. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have a confirmed playoff matchup against the Minnesota Wild after last night's games. Plus, they have a back-to-back this weekend, so I'm going to be giving my pick for a locked-on player of the weekend, and I got Tommy's for you guys as well. Busy episode to close out the week. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the lockdown blues podcast part of the lockdown podcast network and your number one source for daily blues content i'm your host josh hyman and i'm gonna be taking you guys on a solo episode for you guys today it is friday we got a good weekend ahead of us but we do have lots of blues news to talk about as well so before i get into any of that I wanted to thank anyone and everyone out there who makes lockdown blues your first listen because we are free and available on all podcast platforms all right so Last night, super late, 10.30 Eastern, uh, which is where my time zone is. So I was up very late last night. Uh, The Blues took on the San Jose Sharks. Following their first loss in a long time, they had a nine-game win streak that was snapped in their previous game. So a lot of of storylines heading into this game against San Jose. Uh, Tori Krug was a last-minute scratch with an injury that apparently isn't related to that injury that he missed time with. So going to be talking about that a little bit if I have time but for the most part I want to get into this Sharks game because um, I think there was a lot to take away from it uh, first and foremost you know the Blues faltered early Jordan Binnington admittedly faltered early a little bit allowing the first shot of the game by the Sharks to to go in uh, Noah Gregora came in on a kind of a one-on-one with the defender uh, and threw kind of a nothing shot on net that just snuck under the pad of Jordan Bennington. He wasn't completely ready. He didn't have his stick on the ice. And that five hole that might be his biggest weakness was exposed there on that very first shot of the game. Um, and the Blues went down 1-0. And I was definitely a little bit nervous at that point. You know, uh, felt like a little bit of old habits there, just kind of allowing uh, allowing a forward to kind of just walk in and beat the defense. Um, and Bennington, you know, not being the most prepared was definitely... Um, bit of a concerning sight early on in that game but the blues did a really good job of rebounding off of that uh and that fourth line that tommy and i spent so much time talking about came in super clutch a few minutes later with dakota joshua cashing in on a beautiful pass from logan brown who got another pass from nathan walker so tommy and my locked on player of the games nathan walker and logan brown both with one assist on that goal uh so Pretty even there in terms of our lockdown player of the game picks. Um, no, but that being said, you know, just a huge shift from that fourth line. I think the fourth line did a really good job of just kind of being everywhere tonight. Um, <clears throat> or last night, I should say, for the St. Louis Blues. There was a lot of pressure put on by the San Jose Sharks, especially early. And the fourth line was one of the only lines that was getting it going early on. Uh, and they did a really good job of kind of just keeping the Blues in the game and and getting a goal right there. That goal was huge. Um, kind of allowed Jordan Bennington to settle in a little bit, and he had a great rest of his game as well. Uh, Bennington had a lot of big stops there, especially after the Blues went up 2-1. to one. So Blues got a couple power plays. Um, they had one that 
started in the second or started the second period that they uh, that they had, and Robert Thomas just uh, made James Reimer look silly uh, on a wrist shot that was screened a little bit. Of course, the assists were Buchnevich and Tarasenko, because who else would get assists on goals at this point? Um, those three players continue to just light it up. Robert Thomas gets his twentieth goal of the season, becoming the eighth player on the St. Louis Blues with twenty goals, which leads the NHL. Eight twenty goal scores, absolutely ridiculous. Um, Robert Thomas continues his tear. He has a 15-game point streak, which is the longest since Pierre Turgeon in 1999 for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Shout-out Darren Pang mentioning that one on the broadcast. I had to write that one down because that's pretty impressive there from Robert Thomas. Um, Just great stuff there. And then after that, you know, the Sharks had a lot of chances, a lot of two-on-ones, a lot of breakaways, a lot of odd-man rushes, and Jordan Bennington stood really, really tall. You know, apart from that first goal, which was probably a little bit weak by his standards, he absolutely shut the door on the San Jose Sharks, didn't allow any scoring chances or any, you know, good opportunities. Not a lot of rebounds, um, not a lot of out-of-position play from Jordan Bennington. He was extremely solid, got his fourth win in a row, um, and continued to look really good out there. Pavel Buchnevich put in the empty netter towards the end of the game to make it 3-1, to one. Um, but the Sharks could have easily tied it up. There were a lot of chances the Sharks had to tie it up, and they just, you know, they didn't get the chance. Jordan Bennington shut the door um, and played a really, really strong game. Uh, and obviously that Thomas Buchnevich Tarasenko line continued to play well as well. But that fourth line, like I said, was really, really strong. Um, so there was a bit of a scenario heading into last night where if the Minnesota Wild earned a singular point, um, that the matchup in, in the first round would be confirmed. Blues Wild and the Wild won their matchup uh, after the Blues. So it is confirmed that the St. Louis Blues will be taking on the Minnesota Wild in the first round of the playoffs. They are even in points, but the Wild do have a game in hand. So it's going to be a battle down the stretch. Last four games for the St. Louis Blues, last five games for the Wild to get that home ice advantage. And then it's going to be a gauntlet in the first round, as we saw a couple games ago with that incredible overtime game that the Blues and Wild had. It is going to be crazy. So in the second segment, I'm going to be breaking down that playoff matchup, sort of giving my initial preview um, some of my expectations for that series. So make sure you stay tuned. Before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bars are so delicious. You've heard me talk about them all the time. They're a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I've got a sweet tooth. I'm sure you've got a sweet tooth. And it's hard to it's hard to put down the candy bar sometimes. Even though you're looking at the back, you're seeing all those calories, you still want to indulge. But the good thing is you can uh, get that sweet, delicious candy bar flavor out of a Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including a new product that they have, and that's called Built Puffs, which are protein-infused marshmallows. All Built products are low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with them, like I said. They're better. Uh, They have so many delicious flavors, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKS15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com, and I'll be right back with the second segment of today's episode. All right, so I want to look at the standings here real quick um, just to get a, an idea. Yeah, so St. Louis Blues currently sit technically in third place in the Central. 78 games played, 47, 20, and 11, 105 points. The Minnesota Wild sit in second in the Central, 77 games played, so one less than the Blues. 49 wins, 21 losses, 7 overtime losses for 105 points. So, dead even between these two teams. Um, The St. Louis Blues for the rest of the season have Arizona on Saturday, Anaheim 
on Sunday, Colorado on Tuesday, and then two games off before they take on Vegas on Friday, which Vegas is battling for a playoff game, so playoff spot, I should say. So none of those are going to be easy. Minnesota takes on Seattle tonight, Nashville on Sunday, Arizona on Tuesday, and then Calgary and Colorado in a back-to-back next Thursday and Friday. So the Wild have a very tough schedule as well, especially that end of the season, Calgary and Colorado. <coughs> Excuse me. Two of the other top teams in the West, two of the top teams in the NHL on a back-to-back nonetheless. The Wild have their work cut out for them. I don't really think one schedule is easier than the other. Um, obviously, the Wild having a game in hand is huge for them, you know, and, and having games against Seattle and Arizona will probably help the Wild get a couple points here and there. So the Blues got to win a lot of games. Uh, you know, we really got four of them. So Blues got to win as many of those games as possible to try to get that second place position in the Central. Excuse me. Um, because home ice advantage is going to be really, really important in the playoffs. Um, the Blues have definitely had the the Wild number uh, for the last three seasons. I think the Wild are like 2-13 and 13 against the St. Louis Blues over the last three seasons, something crazy like that. Uh, but as we saw in that last game last week or whatever that was, um, the Blues are not going to have an easy, easy time with the Wild in the playoffs and vice versa. You know, these are two teams that play each other very competitively, two teams that play a very similar style. And I think that's really what it comes down to is the fact that the Blues and Wild are kind of mirror images of each other when it comes to play style. They have they have a lot of skill, uh, but also they know how to get physical and they know how to, you know, bang bodies and, and make life difficult and, and hit hard and play well on the special teams. So it's it's going to be a test for the Blues, you know, in this series. And home ice advantage could be the, the thing that kind of pushes the needle just enough for the Blues in order to come away with a victory in that series because they're two very evenly matched teams. Yeah, the Blues have had a lot of success over the Wild in the last three seasons, but anything can happen in a seven-game playoff series without a doubt. So you want to try to get every advantage that you can get, and home ice advantage is going to be so crucial for whatever team gets it because the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues are two teams that have been really, really good at home this season and not quite as good on the road. Um, So... Having one extra game at home, having those first two games of the series at home could absolutely, without a doubt, be the difference maker, especially for a Blues team that still, honestly, probably isn't confirmed which goalie is going to get a majority of the playoff starts. I think Billy Huso has earned the start at the beginning of the series, but the way with the way that Jordan Binnington has played recently, there's no way that you can say that there's no chance Jordan Binnington gets into a playoff game at some point. So... Having home ice advantage, having a chance to kind of set the tone for the series and get your fans behind you could, like I said, be the 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 backbreaker in this series, the thing that gives the team that little extra advantage that they need to, to have an edge over the other team because it's so closely competitive. These teams are so evenly matched. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a test. Um, and that being said, you know, if and when the Blues get out of that series, they're facing the Colorado Avalanche more than likely in round two. So you got to come away with momentum in round one. Not only do you want to win, you want to beat the Minnesota Wild. You want to do it in less than seven games and and, and try to save some energy to face the Colorado Avalanche. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because they still have to, you know, win four games against the Minnesota Wild in that scenario. But if I'm in that series, you know, I'm looking at round two, I'm having that penciled in and saying, yeah, this round one's going to be tough, but you're probably you're probably on 
pace to face the best team in the NHL in the second round in the Colorado Avalanche, one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL in the Colorado Avalanche um, in round two. So it's it's like you really got to take as much momentum as you can in round one, both of these teams. So these last four games for the Blues and five games for the Wild um, are going to be played like playoff games, playoff intensity, home ice advantage, like I said, is going to be so crucial. Um, and the other element that honestly worries me a little bit is the fact that the Blues haven't really seen a whole lot of Marc-Andre Fleury in a Minnesota Wild uniform. Obviously, they've played Marc-Andre Fleury before when he was on Vegas um, in Chicago. I believe they played him once. So they know what it's like to play against Marc-Andre Fleury. And Marc-Andre Fleury is one of the best goalies on the planet. He's probably a Hall of Famer um, when he retires. And he's you know had immense success with whatever team he's been on. He is a really, really difficult goalie to beat. He steps it up in the playoffs. Um, and Minnesota kind of had that one little Achilles heel of their goaltending in years past. Now might be fixed. Obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury is getting up there in age, and maybe he doesn't quite have that dominance that he used to have in his days with Pittsburgh and even a little bit with Vegas um, in their first season. But he's still Marc-Andre Fleury, the flower, all those nicknames. He's going to steal a game more than likely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult. Um, and the Blues didn't face Marc-Andre Fleury in that game that they won in overtime, um, and they won't face him until the playoffs with the Minnesota Wild. So you have to be prepared for that. You have to be prepared for a duel. And in order for that, I mean, if it's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be as good as he is, you're going to need a goaltender on your end to be as good as he is you know, try to match that, try to steal a game, you know, because when Marc-Andre Fleury is making it impossible to score and, you know, you're getting, you're lucky if you're getting one or two goals, you're going to want the final score to be one nothing, 2-1. You don't, you can't give up four goals. So it's going to be a heck of a series, that's for sure. And maybe the biggest stretch of games for the Blues is this weekend as they're taking on the Anaheim Ducks and Arizona Coyotes in back-to-back games. Um, should be a big test for them for sure. Before I get into those games, I'm going to tell you guys about our friends over at BetOnline.net. Now, if you think the St. Louis Blues are going to come away with victories in these two games, you got to put your money where your mouth is by checking out BetOnline.net because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to that website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts, and we'll be right back. All right, so before I wrap up today's episode, I got a couple, couple Blues games to talk about. Back-to-back this weekend, just like last weekend, except not quite as difficult of opponents. On Saturday, the Blues are taking on the Arizona Coyotes, and on Sunday, the Blues are taking on the Anaheim Ducks. Both of these games are on the road, which is a little bit of a test, but you know, two two non-playoff teams for the St. Louis Blues, who they've been playing against really well lately, obviously earlier in the season. Uh, it was a bit of a concern that the Blues were kind of playing down to their competition, uh, not um, you know, not just beating up on these bad teams they should be beating up on. And they kind of fixed that throughout their win streak. Uh, they, they beat up on some lowly teams, including, I believe, both the Arizona Coyotes and Anaheim Ducks. I know they, I know they beat the Coyotes. Um, maybe the Canucks was, a, or the, the, sorry, the Ducks was a little bit before, but 
teams that the Blues should beat. Obviously, a back-to-back is really tough. We're going to see both Billy Huso and Jordan Benningson again in these games. Um, but that being said, two games the Blues should win. You know, you beat the Sharks. You did what you were supposed to do. Played good, decent enough offense, good defense. Came away with a 3-1 victory. Play like that Saturday and Sunday. You win both games. Obviously, that's easier said than done. The Blues have been playing a freaking ton of hockey lately. Um, a lot of games to close out this season. There's going to be a lot of tired legs for sure. Uh, but that being said, you know, the Blues should have a pretty easy weekend in terms of difficulty of opponent. So when it comes down to it, I mean, it's what Tommy and I have been echoing all season. Don't play too arrogant. Play confident. Play within your ability. Focus on what you know that you can do well, and you should come away with victories if you're the St. Louis Blues. Uh, that being said, though, you know, anytime you have a weekend back-to-back, especially with these late-night West Coast games, um, it's going to be difficult. So that being said, uh, I did text Tommy earlier to get his pick for Locked On Player of the Weekend, so I'm going to read that out first before I read mine. Tommy says, Let's go with Barbashev. I feel like he's been playing well, and his play is going to need to amp back up, especially in the physicality department as we get closer to the playoffs. I think that's a pretty good uh, pick for Tommy there. I think Barbashev is a guy that um, has definitely been one of the more underrated players for the St. Louis Blues this season. Had a huge offensive output earlier in the season. Has slowed down a little bit as of late, but he's still getting the still getting the points here and there. Um, Stepping up the physicality a bit as well. He's been a really good back checker and four checker for the Blues. Um, he's done a good job of just being that that gritty role, that sort of that extra forward that you don't expect to to impress every night is is going out there and causing problems. So I think Barbashev is a really good pick. My pick is a guy that hasn't scored in I think eight games. Um, he's had a lot of impacts on other areas of the ice, but offensively maybe hasn't quite been where he wants to be and that is the captain ryan o'reilly i think ryan o'reilly has been one of the best players for the blues down the stretch um he hasn't been putting up the numbers of robert thomas you know tarasenko buchnevich those guys um but he's been playing spectacular defensive hockey uh did a really good job of shutting down um a lot of first line players throughout this win streak uh, and he just hasn't quite had the offense to go along with it. I don't think his impact has really uh, dropped off too much. You know, he hasn't had the offensive numbers this year that he has had in previous years, but he's still been a very, very impactful player. That being said, though, you know, he hasn't had a goal in eight games, and I think he's due. Um, and in, in games against teams like the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks, he's not going to be as bogged down with stopping some superstar talents. You know, obviously they have great players on both of those teams, but he isn't going to have his hands quite as full as he usually does with some of these other tough matchups that he's had lately, you know, like the Boston Bruins uh, with Bergeron and Marchand and the San Jose Sharks, even with their first line. Um, O'Reilly should have a bit of an easier weekend than he's used to, and I think he, that could allow his offense to thrive a little bit. Um, so I'm picking Ryan O'Reilly for my lockdown player of the game. That being said, though, that is all the time I have for you guys today. I want to thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way you never miss a new episode. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues and hit that notification bell. That way, as soon as we upload a new video, you can be one of the first people to watch it. Leave us a comment there. We have a lot of fun with that. Follow us on all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.